Hey guys, Murray Valerian of the Road Stories Podcast here. Real quick before we get started on today's episode, which is really a fun episode. I'm really excited about it. It's Ferez Ozel and Sammy Obeyed. It's actually Faraz Ozel. I just learned that on this episode. I've been calling him the wrong name for four years. <laughs> I'm a good friend. Real quick, just wanted to say welcome to the new listeners. I got a bunch of new listeners coming in, so welcome. You have hundreds of back episodes to listen to, so go dig into iTunes and Libsyn and find all those and enjoy them and laugh and then email me and tell me how great I am. Also, feel free to tell your friends about the show. Share the show on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I rarely ask you guys to do that, but if you feel like doing it, I wouldn't mind if you did it. Also, I wanted to tell you guys real quick, my wife has landed another movie, so we are going to be going to New Mexico for six weeks at the end of June. Now, I don't know how I'm going to handle the podcast. Aaron and I have been trying to figure out a way to record via Skype or, or something like that, but uh, I don't know if that's going to work. We tried to backlog a bunch of episodes, but getting everybody's calendar coordinated is being very difficult to do. I'm not sure what we're going to do either. I'm not going to go dark for six weeks. I don't want to do that. I love doing this show. Uh, I don't, I don't want to do that to you, to the listeners. So I'm going to do something. Either I'm going to bring my equipment, so I will try and land some comics down in New Mexico, but it seems like the comedy scene is very, very dry in New Mexico. If there are any New Mexico comedians listening to this podcast, reach out to me and, and let me know what's going on down there. Uh, I booked a bunch of casino gigs down there, so that'll keep me sane, but I don't I don't know. There's not. A, there's. I don't think there's any clubs in New Mexico actually. So I'm. I'm looking for stuff to do down there, and I'm looking for comedians to record. So if you're in New Mexico, you have any interest in the show, reach out to me. Also, I'm very happy to report that tickets are now on sale for Seattle, May 4th, at the Jewel Box Theater. The producer finally put up the ticket links. So I want you guys to go to the Rendezvous website click on the calendar go to may 4th the show is called barely edgy the producer came up with that title not that it's a bad title click on that that's the ticket link tickets are 15 dollars. it is myself cara rossellini and mary gallagher i'm very excited to do this show i'm excited to see cara rossellini i haven't seen her in a long time and I'm excited to meet some Seattle listeners. So I know a bunch of you have reached out and said, when do tickets go on sale? They're finally on sale. So go to the rendezvous.rocks, click on May 4th, Barely Edgy Comedy, and get your tickets right there. I'm looking forward to meeting you guys and talking and hanging out. And I got a day free in Seattle. I, um, I don't leave till like 10 o'clock at night the following night. So I'm looking for some some stuff to do on in Seattle on that Friday, May 5th. So if you have any ideas, reach out to me. And if you have any questions or comments about the show, uh, email me. Hit me up through Facebook, Twitter. I get back to every email I get. Um, if you haven't liked the Murray Valeriano Facebook page, please do that on, on Facebook. That's where I post this podcast and dates and jokes and clips and all that good stuff. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Murray V. I'm on Instagram, Murray V Comedy. Instagram is a lot of fun. I like posting those pictures and memes. And I think that's about it. Uh, you guys rock. Thank you so much for listening to the show after all these years. And again, welcome to the new listeners. And uh, thanks for listening. You want to know about life on the road? It's booze, tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers waving guns And fees, fights, cancel flights, running with the runs and Blacklists, bounce checks, great a bachelorette <laughs> Trunks in the front, making out for your set And middle acts doing blow, more missing merch and Drive the rental car past another mega church And juice keys, vagina fists, your cell phone is gone One big law and order marathon La 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 Perfect. <laughs> if you could sing into your microphone, Sammy, that <laughs> Mighty mice, many mumbling mice are making midnight music in the moonlight. Whether the weather is hot or whether the weather is not, whatever the weather, the leather is better in unique New York. Where'd you learn that? <laughs>
That was that. just something I came up with. Just, just fully, <laughs> really? just yeah. right on the top of your head. It's, it's, a, it's a combination of actually, you know what, Mark Saratella. Mark Sartella showed Mark me Sartella taught you whether the, Mark Sartella went, uh, this is how I like to warm up my, my mouth uh, whether the weather is hot or whether the weather is not whatever the weather no then that was it whatever the weather the leather is better is that what it was? I think so something like that that's all I got and then I just added the unique New York part just to add that to it well we got it on uh, if you want to listen back to it hey thanks thanks for doing the Road Stories podcast everybody I'm your host Murray Valeriano part of the All Things Comedy Network where we're not today, we're back where I like to say it all began, even though it began at my other house, not really this one. <laughs> um, just got news, Don Rickles died. Yep. Just literally got that news five minutes before uh, we recorded. So rest in peace, Don Rickles. I never got a chance to see him. You guys ever get a chance to see him? No. No. No? i never seen his stuff. He was a insult comic, though, right? Yeah. Oh, you've never, his, you never seen his sport. stuff? I've never seen him do his thing, oh, okay. but I've heard... Lots of great stories. Yeah. You ever see him, Sam? No. No? Never seen him do anything? No, I saw on... him on TV. Oh, okay. I was yeah. going to say. Like he, was, he was 90 years old. That's a good life. Yeah. yeah. What's Definitely. the average you expect? Like 80 now? That's when you're supposed uh, to die? Something, uh, like, it's probably, I think, late 70s. Late 70s? I mean, you can't really comment right now because as we move closer towards singularity and, uh, you know, the micro robots that will be ro- like going through our bloodstreams, I think yeah. by the time, like, like, there's a good chance that Assuming I don't get hit by a car or some crazy shit happening, if if science continues to progress at the way it's progressing, I could live to like 120 if uh, we have the right shit in place. That's wherever the weather is hot. Yeah, the is hot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, living to 120 sounds awful. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, under current ideas of what 120 would look like, sure. But they're saying by 2045, mm-hmm. somewhere around 2045, give or take five years we should reach the singularity where machines are able to create machines more intelligent than anything we could properly conceive of. And once that happens, medical, you know, research and capabilities will go through the roof. Mm-hmm. And then once we we'll become, forever. yeah, once we become part cyborg, even if it's on a micro level inside our bloodstream, the idea of what human aging is going to be is something we can't even begin to comprehend. Plus the robots will be doing all the work. So we'll never stress a day in our lives. Hopefully, I do think it's we're all they're gonna they're gonna use us though. Like why? I can't even comprehend what you're talking about right now. Let alone (laughs) this is the AI podcast, right? This is the artificial intelligence. What could happen? Doomsday podcast. Yeah, am I in the wrong? (laughs) Am I in the wrong studio? No, it's fine. People are getting sick of hearing the road stories. Anyway, I'm gonna change this thing up a little bit. Sorry, man. I read a lot of shit on the internet. No, dude, I love all that stuff. That's awesome. Uh, hey, joining uh, me today is uh, making a second appearance is Sammy Obeyed. That's me. I'm not the guy who was talking about <laughs> artificial intelligence. Nope. You wish. <laughs> and, and me, I'm Faraz Ozell. Hey, you're a Faraz, Faraz Ozell. Yes, Faraz Ozell. I think I have you as Ferez in my phone. A is lot of people, right? yeah, a lot of people do the Ferez thing, and I've just gotten so used to it that I just don't even, uh, half the time, don't bother correcting, unless we're going to do like a podcast or something. Right, sure. You know, what about Faraz? Faraz. I, I probably would correct that because that just sounds ridiculous. <laughs> That's your Midwestern name. Bless you. Bless you. God bless me. I was working out at the gym the other day, 24-hour fitness. Joined 24-hour fitness off of Jesus Trejo's recommendation. Mm-hmm. Do you guys know Jesus? He yeah. works for 24-hour fitness. Now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's a... He's, a, uh, he's actually... Uh, yeah. He's a trainer. Um, but there's one in almost every town, so... I did that. Now that I'm on the road, I can go to the gym all the time. Mm-hmm. I hate the one over here. Really? The one we go to. It's so good. I don't know. It's always crowded. It is crowded. You know, but I will tell you this. A lot of good looking people go to that gym. Yes. I mean, dudes and chicks. So it's yeah. inspiring. I went to the YMCA over here in Santa Monica. Just filth. I was the youngest person by decades. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <It was> just, <laughs> yeah. I agree. The, the gym... Uh, I agree with the 24 fitness thing. When you're on the road, having a good gym membership mm-hmm. is so clutch. Like so often I will map out where the gym is on a long trek. Sure. And that's where I'll stop to break up the drive. I'll, sh- I'll work out, I'll shower, mm-hmm. and then I'll go do my thing. That's part of my ritual on the road actually. So I always like get a little workout in after a Absolutely. Drive. I did that when we were just talking about the Throckmorton. Yeah. There's uh, one in Mill Valley. So 24 hour fitness. Yeah. Went up Throckmorton then drove over to wherever my next gig was. But yeah. the reason I bring up the gym is because... Uh, 
I get uh, 25% if you sign up. Would you sign here, Sammy? Um, <laughs> I'm already a member, actually. Oh, <laughs> I'm LA Fitness and 24 Hour Fitness. Oh, yeah, wow. Sammy's on the road. Well, yeah. one, it's one for each gun you're rocking. Yeah, there. pretty much. That's right. Sammy's I rocking do lefties the, at 24 Hour. Sammy's rocking the open carry today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Faraz are going to work out yeah, after we're, this. We're actually going to work out uh, after this. Are you yeah. heading over to 24 Hour? Um, we might at 24 Hour Fitness, or we go to the park because I have kettlebells and all that oh, stuff. Because okay, cool. I used to be I used to be a trainer, actually. Oh, I didn't know. Still is a trainer. Still, I'm a trainer, but it's just a very small part of my existence weekly. yeah it's like maybe three hours a week okay um sometimes less the only reason well, i'm going to the gym after this also because i got a little bit of weight. the only reason i bring up gyms because i was in the stretching room the other day and i turned my head and there's perez and mm-hmm. i haven't seen you in like a year easy yeah easy last like time i year. saw you we were working some club with john heffron oh yes that's right i he, think it was probably a year ago yeah about that time, time is weird i can never tell how long ago something was but yeah you're like hey for us i was like Oh, no, you said Ferez. I said, hey, who's saying my name wrong? And then I was like, oh, Murray, what's up, man? And yeah, it's, uh, I like it there, though. I like the towel service because I switched from LA Fitness and 24 Fitness. This is what 24 Hour Fitness is better, guys, in my uh, expert opinion, having worked at both places. Okay. Um, LA Fitness doesn't have anybody whose specific job it is to clean up the gym. Like they, they try to pressure and sort of like through, come on, be a team player, rack the weights, but it's no one's specific job to rack the weights or clean up the gym. And so people be like, why are all the trainers sitting around? They're not racking the weights or cleaning their shit everywhere. Mm -hmm. It's not the trainer's job to do that. The trainer's job is just to train. Sure. If they're sitting around waiting, they're not being paid. They're just chilling until their next client comes. Mm -hmm. That's how LA fitness works. Okay. At 24 hour fitness, if you're there and you don't have a client, you're getting $8 an hour, but then they will do like team cleans or force you to clean uh-huh. some shit. Your job is to clean if you're not training because you're still getting paid $10 an hour, whatever minimum right, wage right. is now. So that's why 24 in general will be a little bit cleaner. So this is what I take from this. If you go to a gym, put your fucking weights back, put your yoga balls back, put yeah. your mats back. It pisses me off. I piss yeah, me and off. I don't even work there and it pisses me off that yeah. I got to, I, I, fuck, I stub my toe on some fucking dumbbell that was left in the middle of the hallway. I, and then people are stretching on the stairs and then, like, find a corner. Yeah. I understand it gets crowded, but don't, you know, do... Yeah. And then with those stupid duck walks people do... Where they take the up the whole space. They take up the whole space. Gym and, culture is like... Because then the last place I worked was Crunch in West Hollywood. Okay. Which is the super... It's really high-end, right? Really high-end, but also, like, the get literally gayest gym in the planet. Like, everyone there is gay. That's like, what I meant, high-end. That's what I meant, high-end. <laughs> yeah. A lot of tops. Uh... And yeah, and that was the like super gay gym, but also super nice. So uh-huh. everything was so clean oh, and yeah, so course. good. So after training there, it was hard to go back to like LA Fitness. Right. I'm like, ugh, this. Because them, them gays, dirty. they're tidy. The gays are so tidy, but there'd be guys are taking their shirt off in the middle of the gym, just right. like doing their dance, practicing their dance numbers. Sure. You saw a lot of shit you don't see at any other gym in America. In hard that place. to focus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I lived. I lived uh, right above. I think it was, it was what is it on Santa Monica Boulevard in Boys Town? Is that where Crunch is? No, Crunch is in the old Virgin store. It's area, uh, right? right across from like the Laugh Factory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I lived right in the heart of Boys Town when I first got here, and this. I always said the Starbucks is the only Starbucks where you don't have to wear a shirt. <laughs> it was the <laughs> yeah. only one, and they'd just be lounging around and <laughs> yeah. everything like that. That one's always tanning all the time. So, Sam, I haven't seen you in at least two years. Uh, it's, yeah, I, was, I think it was like three years. Three when years? I, was I came with Bombo, right? Do you yes, guys remember yes. Bombo? I was trying to remember that dude's name. Yeah, yeah. Bombo. Bombo. What's he up to these days? He's, uh, he's still doing the road, yeah. working the road. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. He's producing his own stuff, right? On the road, right? He uh, he, he did some touring and stuff, but he co-runs a show on Tuesdays in the Valley, a okay, little bar cool. show. Awesome. So I see him there a lot. Excellent. So what have yeah. you been up to? Uh, I've been to a little, little bit of touring, a yeah. little bit of, yeah, a little bit of working out, you know. <laughs> <laughs> this whole thing's going to be a gym Just, center. Uh, yeah. Both of those are showing. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Where were you yeah, most recently? Uh, where was I? I was in, um, I was in Minnesota last weekend. Oh, where, yeah. Minneapolis or? I was, yeah, mostly Minneapolis, mm-hmm. little St. Paul, little Twin City action. Okay. Did some of the outskirts towns. That's how it goes. Colleges and stuff? <laughs> I did a NACA. Oh, Ooh, tell our listeners what a NACA is. Yeah, NACA is the uh, NACA stands for National Association of Campus Activities. Mm-hmm. It's a group that books the entertainment acts for colleges around the country. Awesome. And they usually do it by region. So sure. this was the Northern Plains region, Iowa, the Dakotas, mm-hmm. uh, Nebraska, you know, that area. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. how'd it go? It went really well. Good. 
probably booked like 20 or so. Nice. Yeah. That's a good score. Back at the college game. I'd been out yeah. for like three years. Oh, really? So, yeah. You've been out that? for three years? Yeah, I hadn't done NACA in three years. Really? Yeah. But you were still getting bookings coming in. I was getting a few. Ones? I was getting like uh, maybe four a year. Really? Yeah. I didn't know so that. I'm was back. it a purposeful uh, not no NACA? Uh, no, they didn't. <laughs> they didn't invite me back until oh, okay. now. <laughs> It's right. a very it's very competitive, and yeah. then um, just like I think it's partially like if after they see someone that, that you know they take a while to rotate out, but also uh, it's the video. It's very subjective. They watch the video, sure. They decide who they want. Sure, That's sure. strange though, yeah. because three years ago, if it was it that long ago? Cause, yeah, because me because me and Sammy are the same college agent actually. Uh-huh. <clears throat> so we do a lot of NACAs. We end up in the same places often time for NACAs and stuff. Yeah. And Sammy fucking just kills it. Always. Oh, I bet. Yeah, so yeah. like, um, when he gets we get off, and it's the worst because we. Some people think we look kind of similar. Right. I guess. So sometimes he shows up for my gigs and I show up for his gigs. Yeah, it's kind of weird. <laughs> they're both brown. Yeah. If you haven't seen the picture, they're both brown. Yeah, By the yeah, way, yeah. that was just happened to be CNN. Just Trump just happened to be on there. I'm not a Trump fan. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. I didn't want you guys walking in thinking I'm going to do a travel ban or anything like that. <laughs> just he was there just covering them. Dude, that, the news is so hard to keep up with now. <sighs> Because I do, a, I run a political uh, monthly show now, mm-hmm. and uh, me and Helen Hong. And, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and oh, so awesome. we we'll think we're done, and like four days before the show, we'll have map out the whole show. I make a whole slideshow. I have like a monitor yeah. and stuff. Like, and then like within thirty hours, everything will change. Yeah. Like a new White House staff member has been like accused of something. Another guy's resigned. Yeah. Some other, it's just like it's fucking crazy. I'll tell you how crazy it is, Sammy. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody see Regan on uh, The Tonight Show the other night? No, oh, no. He did political material. Oh, did he really? I was like, I watched it with my buddy. I'm like, whoa, oh, I this is, <laughs> yeah. Regan's doing political material? Was it good? It, it was great, but yeah, it, was, yeah. it was still in Regan's voice sure. and tone. Sure, it wasn't sure. like, fuck Trump or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, it was yeah. more like, hey, what's going on? You yeah, know? yeah, but yeah. I was like, wow. Yeah. You know things are hot. If Regan is now doing political yeah. material, that's uh, like yeah. Next thing you know, Jim Gaffigan's whole next special is right. going to be <laughs> the food at the White House. Yeah, it's the food at the White House. <laughs> I don't want to go. Do you find because I don't do colleges anymore for obvious reasons? Uh-huh. Who wants to hear this old guy bitch about his five year old? You know what I mean? <laughs> Unless it's in Florida where they're all pregnant at sixteen. Um, <laughs> Because I get asked this a lot, and since I don't do colleges, I can't attest to it. Are, are, are they really as uptight as people are complaining about these days? Uh, e- on one hand, yes, uh-huh. but like that's just kind of a it's just a very natural progression of. I think colleges were always that way. Right, colleges were always like a safe space for all different kinds of diverse points of view and people Not from at different my community backgrounds. College. Well, yeah, I guess I guess it all depends on region. Community college is the caveat because there's no no one gives up. They're like, all right, whatever you tell these kids, whatever you want, we right, don't right. give a fuck. We're, no one's getting paid enough to give a shit. Yeah, so, yeah. like a, a year ago, I got asked to speak at UC Berkeley, and I I decided to give a speech on political correctness at college campuses because oh. there was a huge story about this. All right, well, um, that was a perfect question to ask. Yeah. <laughs> so so uh, the the reason the story started is because Jerry Seinfeld made some comments on a radio show. Mm-hmm. He said college campuses are too PC. That's why I don't play them. But the thing about Jerry's, he doesn't have to do colleges. He's sure. got so much other stuff going on for him. But the thing is, that was when it became a big story. But before, he was commenting on something that Chris Rock had said previously, which was also a similar comment, right. uh, like a couple months before that. And then Chris Rock's comments happened because of the Bill Maher incident. The Bill Maher incident was, Bill Maher had made some Islamophobic comments on his show, and uh, UC Berkeley talking about last Friday. Yeah, <laughs> uh, no, like That's like he every now. he does it all the time. But back, this is back when it was like okay. I guess it became a thing. So UC Berkeley they protested his uh, appearance to come. To, he was coming to give a commencement speech. Okay. So they protested that, and that's how the uh, that's kind of the evolution of the story. It was from Bill Maher to Chris Rock. Okay, to Jerry I, did, I knew it went back as far as Chris yeah. Rock. I didn't know it went back as far as Bill. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So Bill Maher was like the first big incident. But anyways, so I, 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 the way I see it is like I want the money, so I'll you know I'll I'll not say whatever they don't want me to say <laughs> to to be at a college. But I also think it's just a natural like that's the that's the direction society, not all of society, but a lot of society is already going in the kind of the PC thing. It's not just colleges. It's just that colleges are kind of the hub of that sure. kind of movement. So I, I think it's good to be able to do that if you're a comedian to work colleges. I, I agree. It's definitely good to be able to um, 
alter your material and your set for doing colleges and stuff. And But I would disagree with a lot of what people think. The, the degree to which people think you have to keep it PC or the, the amount of censorship you have to put on yourself, uh-huh. I find is wildly exaggerated. Mm-hmm. I think that there's a degree of comics who maybe too much of their material or their voice is blue or edgy yeah. or unnecessarily dark. So they will talk all this shit yeah. on it about all the censorship they have to go through. Um, I have, I'll go up, I'll talk about... Um, sex i'll talk about mushrooms i'll talk sure. about acid i'll talk about politics i'll talk about oh, I'll, I'll talk, talk about shit about mushroom sex and acid i should do colleges there you go yeah, there mushrooms you go. are pc talk, mushrooms, mushrooms are totally are PC. pc yeah, yeah. <laughs> acid is not organic so. acid, yeah exactly it's got to be organic farm <laughs> to table are there any gmos in this yeah. so i find that the main thing with college comedy is it has to be victimless it doesn't oh, have to be clean it has to be victimless yeah. you can't make jokes where the the butt of the joke is a minority group or a marginalized group sure. um, or is just mm-hmm. m- inherently mean right. but you can do rated R material okay. you can talk about all types of whatever you want to call it, vulgar material, other shit, at most places some places will say no, the one time I got a formal complaint written up was in Augusta, Georgia because um, I ended up having to do an hour and like 30 minutes, so okay. I had to pull into my like, yeah, I had to pull into like my deepest shit, which right. is like some of my most vulgar material, which is like very graphic sex stories where shit went terribly wrong for me. Sure. And, um, which again, it's just like a rated R sex joke and they're just like, hey, he went a little dirtier than we like and mm-hmm. they sent a complaint back to my agent and we had a conversation. But An hour and a half? Mm-hmm. Have they never booked stand-up before? <laughs> well, it was kind of my fault oh. uh, because I was I was like judging like a talent show between okay. all the fraternities and sororities, and I needed to do twenty minutes at three different intervals, and the last twenty minutes needed to come when the show was done while they were tallying votes. Oh, okay. But I mixed up two a sorority and a fraternity whose letters were like damn near identical. It was like Lambda Chi Alpha and Lambda right. Chi Delta and sure. an Alpha yeah. and a Delta are like the same fucking thing yeah. in Greek letters. So I thought, I was like, okay, so Lambda Chi Delta is the last one and it was Lambda Chi Alpha or something and I was like, I did my 20 minutes and they're like, you still have three more to, to do. So I was like, fuck. <laughs> so then I'd already done an hour and like five, ten minutes. So then I had to do the last one, do another twenty minutes at the end, and then this is that's where when I got. Sammy walks in and says he's you. And does <laughs> exactly. I was like, tag minutes. me out, Delta, Delta, Delta. Where yeah. are you at? <laughs> tag me out, Sammy. Yeah. So then I got written up. But most of the time, I find that it's not that it's not that big a deal as long as you have something to talk about or some worldview or perspective that isn't just completely wrapped in dark, heinous, mean shit. It shouldn't right, be a course. problem. Well, go, it, get your, go get your money, boo boo. Yeah. And so many colleges are different. You know, mm-hmm. there's, there's anomalies. I did a college where I was too PC for them. Oh, really? Yeah, it was a college in Indiana. It was like, um, and they were known to be a very Republican college. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm doing my jokes. I'm not getting a lot of laughs. You know, I, at this point, I'm college trained. I kind of, you know, know. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not getting a lot of laughs. And then like, I just... Like I got the the idea pretty soon that I wasn't edgy enough for them, and one girl raised her hand. She's like, "I got a joke," and I was yeah. like, "Okay." <laughs> She's like, "What's the difference between a Mexican and a park bench?" And I was like, "Oh shit, here it comes, dude!" <laughs> and what, what? And then she was like, "Only one can support a family," and then the whole crowd, which is like fifty, only fifty people were at the show, they all started laughing more than anything I had said that night, sure. and I was like, "Holy shit!" I <laughs> need to get out of here. Yeah. But then I, I corrected her. I'm like, that's not accurate. I'm pretty sure Mexicans have very big families. You know, <laughs> like they they can probably support more than a park bench. So your joke is, this is Indiana. What do you know about Mexicans, anyways? Yeah. You know? <laughs> like you got into the like the logistical yeah. fallacies of her, yeah, uh, exactly. her joke. I find one last thing about the college thing is that it's not even necessarily the students that are uptight and mm-hmm. uh, can't take the joke. It's that the bookers don't want to get in trouble. So the person who books you, they will get on your case or they're the ones that will be like, because all it takes is one student uh-huh. to go to whoever their supervisor is or send a tweet out about how they felt um, you know, ridiculed oh, sure. or they felt, uh, what's the word, offended. Yeah. And if they make a big deal out of it, the guy who booked or the, the committee, the student committee that, that booked the Broadway school, they have to pay the price. So they're the ones that are, they're so worried because it's gotten to the point where you have to somehow cater to the fucking lowest common denominator's right. pr- ability to handle jokes. And, and that's just kind of a shitty place to be. That seems to be a lot of bookers, though, or they're afraid of, you know... I've been for the last three weeks. I've been bitching about this booker who booked me and then gave me a list of things I can and can't do. And mm-hmm. it's like, well, then why did you mm-hmm. don't? Why, why, if you're so, you should be more concerned about the comedy than what I'm gonna wear. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, really? I have to go buy clothes for that. <laughs> now, you ever lose? Like, do people just like? Let's say you, let's say you 
eat it in Indiana or you get too racy in Indiana, do you just lose gigs after that? Is the booker like, all right, NACA, pull, we're pulling you out of the next... No, you, you you might get a write-up to your uh, agent. Mm-hmm. They, they might like write a nasty note to your agent. But also, the reviews are publicly posted on your, um, I guess, public NACA profile, whatever it is. You know what I'm talking about, right? Dude, yeah, nobody told me about that yeah. until two years <laughs> in. I had no idea. I thought everything was an isolated event. Right, I was like, who yeah. gives a fuck what happened? I mean, I always try my There's best. There's a NACA but- Yelp? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So I, I have like two negative reviews uh-huh. on my list of like, there's maybe like 20 reviews sure. total, and there are two of them are negative. So you just wonder if people see, you know, if colleges see those and they're like, oh, we don't want this guy. Right. Yeah. It makes me, I need to go check. I didn't even know I could check that. All I've yeah. seen is the one bad one I got from um, this one school. They're also super judging people. Hold are, on. Like, yeah. Back it up. What was your bad review? Yeah. What did they say? Oh, don't get all excited, Sammy. I'm asking yeah, you next. Sam, Sam is all excited about my fucking bad review. Um, let me try to think of what it was. It was something like he seemed like he just wanted to get out of there. Oh. Uh, he was not like... Uh, he showed up and was not like he needed an extra... He needed extra time before the, the start to the official start time, which, first of all, no college show starts on the official start time. <laughs> yeah. No it was, show like, it was, starts no, on the official but, start time. But yeah. college shows, like you start like 10, 15 yeah. minutes after the start time. They wait sure. for all the students to trickle in, right? It's 8 o'clock start time. I needed to take a shit because I'd been <laughs> I'd flown six hours. I'd jumped in a rental car. I'd drove in, driven three hours. Right. I'd gotten no sleep. I had diarrhea. Oh, okay. I'd show up. I'd go to the bathroom. <laughs> I'm taking a shit. I need coffee. I'm shitting more. Like I'm just like trying to get in the zone. I'm fucking exhausted. Right. And it's just like, the compl- sometimes the complete lack of empathy that you'll get from people, like they don't even view you as a human being. Like sure. they don't take into any consideration what you've gone through to get to this right. place, what your last 48 hours has been like, and they want to judge you so harshly. And then I did my show. There's motherfucking kids like studying and having a group study session in the back. No right. one's telling them to leave or anything. And so I'm like, whatever. I'm so tired. I'm just trying to get through this show. Um, I still think it goes okay for like the, it was one of the shows too where there's like maybe fucking, 28 kids there sure, sure, and yeah. they have chairs out for 300 yeah, exactly, like yeah. I'm like how, what did you guys think was going to happen here there's 28 people here and there's nothing worse 28 people never seem smaller than when there's 300 chairs out oh absolutely and they're all spread everywhere absolutely. you know you don't clump them together there's, then there's the, the most amount of kids there's, there's 20 of them are in the back doing a study session so I get through the gig and then they're like oh they're like do you want to uh, wait for the check I'm like no the check goes to my agent sure. it's fine and then they start asking me the other question. Do you want to do this? Do you want to see this and that? And I'm like, actually, I just got to get back to my hotel. I have a 5 a.m. flight. Right. Keep in mind, I have slept maybe two hours the last two days in a row because sure. I've been on the road. Uh, I was like, I got to get back. It's a two-hour drive back to the hotel. So I'm going to get in around 2 a.m. And then I have a 5 a.m. flight. I'm going to sleep one hour and go, right? And I'm already, I have diarrhea. I've said it for, for the 15th time, I'll tell you. And I'm just like, okay, thank you, though. I got to go. And, I'm, and I leave. And then the review's like, he just couldn't wait to the. the the students asked him if he wanted to do something afterwards, and he said he just couldn't wait to get out of there. Uh-huh. And just all this shit taken out of context, and I was just like, I wish this bitch would have just like had a conversation with me. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's yeah. just like, I think that's what gets the most frustrating about entertainment and this business in general is the, and maybe it's the world because this is the only industry I've worked in since I was like twenty. But like the complete lack of human empathy or understanding mm-hmm. you deal with it sometimes is just disgusting. Yeah. You know, and sometimes that can be the hardest part about comedy is like just people not talking to you like you're a human being. Right. I think it, I don't people must like to write letters. Or cuz it would cuz me like I don't want to sit down and write a letter. Like I want to sit down and I don't want to sit down and write a complaint email. That's a lot of time I don't want to put into it. Mm-hmm. But people must thrive on that because a serious like a 5 minute conversation with you would have cleared all that up. Yeah. Just like, hey, Instead, how you it feeling? turns into a week long process. She's tomorrow. She's got to remember to write that email oh, yeah. and then wait for a response. And then um, she can't wait. Oh, yeah. She probably you know? goes for that. People can't wait to write negative letters. <laughs> <laughs> what were your negative reviews? Uh, and by the way, I, I need not mention these guys are hilarious. So uh, that's why I'm well, asking the reviews are true. Reviews. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't remember specifically what the reviews said, but it was, it was actually similar to that. Like they felt like I didn't want to be there. Uh huh. Uh, there was so there was this college I did at this community college in uh, Utah, in Salt Lake City, okay. uh, and it was one of their first times doing comedy, and they didn't really know how to set a show up, so they had a popcorn machine that was popping popcorn <laughs> <laughs> while I was performing, yes. and then there was a line for the popcorn machine that people would be constantly refilling their popcorn sure. as I was performing, mm. so people would be in the line chatting, and then there was this pop 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 the whole time. 
And so at that point, like I, I did some material and then I kind of abandoned the material and just started talking to the crowd. Right. So they said it felt like I didn't have uh, like an act. Uh-huh. It felt like I was just, you know, like I did, I wasn't prepared. They're like, it didn't really seem like he was prepared or had prepared material. Huh. I'm like, I was dealing with this shitty situation right, with right. a popcorn machine. <laughs> so then the other thing is we go out to eat after. And because this is the thing that I guess bothers me the most is they, you know, they take you out to eat, which is very nice. Sure. Not always, but they'll take you out to eat. But it like they're, they, they want to engage with you and they want to ask you questions like, how'd you start comedy? And mm-hmm. all these questions that you get every single day. Yeah. And if you show some slight reservation of wanting to talk to them and be eager in these conversations, they take it to heart. Like, right. oh, you didn't want to be there. So I, I have to be back in LA the next morning for an audition. So I've been given, I've been just been given like, you know, uh, like 10 pages of sides sure. that I'm going through. And I ask, I'm asking Stu, like, can anybody read and help me put this on tape or help me audition? And, and, and everybody was like, oh, no, I got to do this stuff. And I, so this is at dinner. And I'm like trying to go over the sides. They're trying to ask me right. questions. And like, it just seems like he didn't want to be there. He was more interested in his audition than us. <laughs> I'm like, fuck yeah, I was more interested in So I don't have to do this kind of shit gig anymore, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it is a thing where they want to hang out with you. After. It's kind of like they want you to plaster this that fake bubbly college energy on mm-hmm. your face right. like every fucking time and it's because they're not at the point yet to appreciate sincerity yeah. even if that sincerity is not bubbly plastered fake LA smile on your face right like right. when you get older I think you can you can almost appreciate someone who's like hey Murray how you doing ah oh, I haven't seen you so long if I'm just like yo what's up it's been a while right 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 and I just but you're like this guy's just like authentic chill yeah. chill and authentic he's not yeah, trying yeah. to like act like he's more excited to right. see me. they want you to act like you just <laughs> this gig has been on your vision board <laughs> since yeah. you were 24 and you first read Eckhart Tolle like they want you to just they want this to be your everything and it's just like can you guys just appreciate that I'm talking to you like a person right you know plus I went through college and I hated it then so yeah, <laughs> like, I, yeah. Uh, I it's funny I had People like you're talking about uh, doing their homework and stuff. This weekend, this weekend, it was me and Tim Lee were at a club. I won't say where it was. Um, and uh, and it, again, two shows on Friday, two shows on Saturday, both half or quarter filled. One show, just make it one show, mm-hmm. one show, right? One show. We have a packed house. Anyway, second show, there's maybe 15 people in there, sporadically sat, like you said, and I'm in the back while well, the MC's upper, and I'm watching, and the woman takes out her phone and takes out easily 20 pieces of paper and just starts like going through them and lighting with her phone, and then her husband's like chiming in, and they're talking, and they're going over. <laughs> like doing their taxes? The, yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> and I'm looking at the owner or the manager of the club, and, I'm, and I look, and I like point at him, and he looks at him, and he goes, <laughs> and then goes back to whatever he's doing. Like, go say something to yeah. the thing. And so then when I got up there, I was like, yeah, let's go do our taxes at yeah. Flappers and Claremont. Right. Oh, it was so You just irritating. named the car. I know, I know. <laughs> you had to. Then I remember she didn't return my uh, email, so then I said the name. <laughs> but it was, it was like, what are you doing? And then they, they're good spirits about it. I was making fun of them, and yeah. they're, they're fine with it. I think but, the, that's funny, too, is like the complete oblivious, like, mentality of people in relation to comedy like yeah. what what a performer considers disrespect because these people aren't assholes all of them right they're not trying to be mean they're just so fucking clueless that yeah. doing their taxes in the middle of the show is kind of distracting and disrespectful to the performer especially if you're trying to be like sometimes the shit goes dark sometimes you're trying to talk about something really traumatic and maybe right. funny or it's a really authentic moment for you and um like i was at the tempe improv mm-hmm and this woman is in the front, and she kept talking to her friend and stuff. And I like three, like two times. I was nicely like, "Dude, can you keep it down just a little bit? You're kind of in the front and kind of hairy." Yeah, right, like, laughing sure. it off, playing it off, being sweet about it, looking at everybody like, "I don't think she knows her voice travels," you know, and yeah, just yeah. being silly. <laughs> and then I, but then as I started to get, because I, I'll start like lighter, right? Like with a lot of material, more just about me, lighter sure. stuff, get everybody on. But after a minute, like twenty, it starts to go a little bit deeper, a little mm-hmm. darker, more interracial shit I've dealt with, more like worldview, political shit. So then in an hour thirty, it's really dark. <laughs> <laughs> then I go. <laughs> then I go into how my then I go into stories about my dick not working and I did too much ecstasy. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> and so at that time I'm just like I told you twice already, like you gotta stop. And she's like, mm. I'm not talking to you. Ah. <laughs> wow. She goes, I'm not talking and I go, I was like, is that how you think this works? 
Like, if you're not talking to me, you guys can all just talk to yourselves. I know you're not talking to me. I'm talking to everyone else. Right. You know what I mean? And then, and then I just then I got down on one knee. I was like, I can hear you. I was like, this isn't Instagram, bitch. And I started petting her hair. <laughs> and everybody just laughed super hard. And then she, her whole table laughs. Mm-hmm. And she goes like, I'm sorry. She starts crying. And she runs out of the room. Oh. And then she doesn't come back for the rest of the show because she's like so embarrassed. Sure. Um, but... And then I went into, and then I sat down on the stool because you know Tempe Improv is like really it's a pretty yeah. big room, and so I was like, I look at everyone. I sit down. I go, here's the thing, guys. I'm not a fucking clown, <laughs> right? I can't be doing this thing and someone's talking. I'm, like, I'm about to start talking to you guys about real shit that yeah. I've dealt with, and it's personal, and it's kind of weird if someone's talking at the front. You guys feel me? And they all were like, yeah, totally. They got it. And sure. so it, the set ended really, really well. Afterwards, her and her her husband comes into like the green room, and he's just like, "Yo, what did she do, man?" And I was like, "She's just talking the whole time, nothing big." He's like, "He's like, you know, I'm glad you told her something because I deal with that shit every weekend, bro." <laughs> <You know? laughs> and then they came and they like bought my merch and they like gave me an extra twenty dollar tip for talking, so they felt really bad about it. Wow. And they so that's when I was like. This is a classic example. These people aren't bad people. She wasn't trying to disrupt the show. She's just completely fucking clueless. Yeah. Yeah, well, she'll know for next time. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. when I called those people out, they laughed. Yeah. And they folded up their taxes and put them away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I guess we'll watch the show now. Yeah. That's so, now, do you travel with a guitar? Um, only if I'm doing some colleges okay. sometimes and if I'm feeling musical. I, right. do, I do guitar stuff and maybe... 10% of my gigs. Yeah. Um, when I was first started doing an hour with colleges, I would do the, take the guitar more often uh, because I knew that the college kids liked it right. and I had maybe only like 45 minutes of sure. material and then I needed to, put, to fluff it with an extra 10. But now I have more yeah. than, I have so much, so I don't, I don't really, what I'm working on now is not as musically based is not what I'm, what I'm getting my kicks off of, so not really. I just, it's a pain in the, it just sounds like a pain in the ass traveling with a guitar. You gotta have a small one. I got that Taylor... Uh, oh, you got a baby Taylor? GS Mini. Damn, that one's that hella one? small. What is that? That's your guitar? Yeah, or is a that baby. a mandolin? <laughs> <laughs> it's a you fucking yo-yo ma? <laughs> <laughs> played the cello. You should know that. Oh. Uh, that's a baby Taylor. That's actually the case. I'll, I'll show it to you on the way out. My guitar, we put our, my guitars up in the front of the house. Yeah, I saw you had a lot of nice guitars. Those are great. You should look at, if you want to travel, they sound great. Really? Yeah. Yeah, the, the GS Mini sounds great, and it fits into every single overhead compartment. And it's not as small as that? It's not as small as okay. that. It's much, much, it's a, uh, yeah, it's definitely bigger than that, but it fits, okay. even those tiny planes where uh-huh. part of you wonders if you're going to die yeah. every time there's a cloud because it's so small, it'll fit even into those. Oh, so wow. I'm really happy. It was like 500 bucks or something. Now, do, now I'm sorry, this turned into guitar talk for a second. Sam, are you a guitar player? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, he is. And you'll understand. Um, do, uh, do we uh, have access to the calendar? Oh, <laughs> sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just got an email from my producer over at All Things Comedy. I said, I need two slots next week. And he texted and I said, hey, I got two slots. I need two slots next week, Aaron. What do you got? And he just wrote back, just a friendly reminder, you have access to the calendar. <laughs> Passive aggressive shit. All right. Um, you detune? Do you detune your guitars when uh, you put them on the plane? Uh, no. Should I? Yeah, you know that happened to my dad at a nice Martin, and yeah. he didn't he didn't detune it, and with the pressure system, it snapped uh, the headstock. Wow, I can. So yeah, it's just a little that. little guitar tip. Hey, for Murray Valeriano. I, thank you. I need that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, um, with all the shit going on in the world, with all the uh, crap and travel bans and all that shit. What's the tone out there for you guys? What do you think? Um, I've kind of been dealing with some reverse racism, and it's pretty sweet. Yeah, like yeah, I th- I've real. I think there's certain situations which where people like at an airport or somewhere else where people want to go out of their way to make sure that I know that they're not one of the bad white people and they don't think I'm a <laughs> they don't think I'm a terrorist. Like people there's been moments where people were like un, just unusually nice to me more than before and uh-huh. in my head I was like uh, the only thing I could come up with is like is this reverse racism? Right. Like, this is fucking fantastic. No, it's guilt. Is that guilt? guilt. Is that <laughs> yeah, guilt? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that has been good. Other than that, um, not too much. I think most of it's just in my head. Yeah. I think the biggest difference it makes is in your head. Like uh, having traveled through Kansas, right? So 
a week after those two Indian guys got shot at a bar in Kansas. Oh, wow. And then uh, some guy, that the, the shooter went to another bar and said he just killed two Iranians because mm-hmm. of America. Right. And, and uh, I was doing a show uh, about an hour from where that happened, you know, and cell phone servers cut out and I got, there's a fire and I had to like go around this whole, it became this whole thing. Jeez. I had to drive, the, half the town was on fire and had to drive an hour and a half north and then two hours west to go around the fire to get to the town. And to get there, I had to get out of my car in the fucking sticks man like right. and talk to these like hillbilly looking people sure. and in my head a part of me was like all right like just be ready in case some weird shit happens to get out of here you know <laughs> right. and everybody was like and this is trump country signs everywhere everybody was so sweet and so nice and so helpful and didn't bat an eye or have even a moment of hesitation to give me an idea that they were thinking anything different about oh me. really yeah and that's why a part of me always sticks with this uh belief that you know the the worst fucking people get the most coverage. The yeah. gnarliest, most heinous shit is what all the media is going to show you. It's what gets the most clicks. You know, right. I have this, this little thing I see on stage where I say, like, world star hip hop wouldn't be successful if it was just dudes hugging it out. Yeah. Yeah. People want to see people get knocked the fuck out. They want right. to see Muslims screaming and burning flags. They want to see alt-right people doing Sig Hale and Hale, sure, Nazi sure. shit, you know? So it, it, I think it can warp our worldview and how negative shit really is out there and then it kind of becomes what came first the chicken or the egg because uh-huh. then when you think someone's that bad you start being extra bad to people you think are of that party and vice versa so i think the biggest thing is to try to i don't know hope and believe in the best in people and just try to i don't know be positive and wait for if shit actually goes down or not so far it's been all right well that was so much more nice than i expected I'm a positive person. Yeah, I would disagree. I think that's all bullshit. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I, I, I uh, I've actually I've been having a great year. Yeah. Um, I do feel a little bit of, of what Faraz was talking about. Like the guild people just want to show that they're one of the cool ones. Sure. That's, that's most people. Most people are yeah. just pretty chill. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I've been having a great year to spend. Like I, you hear so many comedians like talk about how the world is going to shit, right? And like it, it's it seems like that right now. There's so much crazy shit, like you were saying. You read so much crazy shit, but it's kind it's kind of always been crazy. Sure, it's just like a different level of crazy right now. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, you hear so many people saying the world has gone to shit. But like this has been one of the best years of my life. So yeah. it's just I guess I have an inverse relationship with the world. Like, right. <laughs> when the world sinks, I go up. So I'm just like, hey, keep sinking, keep sinking. It's so funny because every again going back to Brian Regan and him doing political material. So do you guys know who Tom Wilson is? He's a comedian, but he he's known for playing Biff in Back to the Future. Yes. Tom Wilson, Tim Wilson, Tom Wilson, Tom Wilson. Um, and he's just, and he's been a comic since before he got Back to the Future and stuff like that. So he's been in the game for forty years, I guess, or something like that. And I was working with him down at Irvine Improv, and he's a, he opens with a stupid, you know, silly song on guitar and does goofy stuff. And uh, he was telling me he he went we went to the comedy store on a Saturday night in the main room, and it was packed. And I'm like, how did you do? And he's like, he's like, first of all, it was like Mark Maron and Bill Burr and all these, you know, really hot comics right now. And I'm like, well, how did it go? He's like, it went great. I'm like, awesome. He's like, mainly because I was the only one who wasn't talking about Trump. Mm-hmm. He's, yeah. like every, he's like, every comic was, how shitty it is, how Trump's being shitty. Yeah. And then they just wanted a break. Right. After nine comedians ripping on what's going on in the world, somebody wanted to hear us, you know, yeah. they want to hear a stupid song. Totally. Yeah. And that's, I'd say so many shows are like that right now. Yeah. Like, if you're the one who can avoid that, that very easy, oh, the world's shitty right now, Here's why. Here's my opinion on it. Right. People love it so much. I mean, if you have a great original spin on what's going on, that's even better. But sure. that's obviously a lot harder. Right. right. Um, like how I do it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No. It's, so many. You're right. It's a. Yeah. It, you know, when things are really tough and shitty, and because of Facebook and social media, it's in everyone's face. People want escapist yeah. comedy. You Absolutely. Know? Everyone is stressed out and annoyed, and probably have lost friendships because yeah. of people's political views, or even people who have the same political view as them, but how passionately they're posting about it, and they're like, "That guy is. I don't want anything to do with him." So they come to the show and they see some stuff, and they're they want it to be that way. But it's tough, you know, because part of being a really awesome comic is is diving into your like truest passions and most authentic voice and talking about the stuff that's stirring you up the most and obviously most comics are very opinionated very like a lot of us are really well-read people Mm -hmm. so and for personally i guess for me it's like having a muslim background and being pakistani and afghani it's like how am i not how am i going to get on stage in today's political uh, today's climate and not talk about the travel ban not Uh talk about um 
how 60% of uh, Trump supporters think Obama is secretly working with the Muslim Brotherhood to right. destroy America, not talk about how 42% of Republicans think there should be internment camps for Muslims. Like, these are real fucking statistics. Sure. Like, am I not supposed to address that? And I'm sorry that there's seven other people that want to do it, but I don't do it in a way where the world is going to shit and everything right. is horrible. I try to do it in a way which is more playful and I'll go to her. I'll do Hermosa Comedy Magic Club all the time, sure. Which is the like a Republican stronghold, absolutely. And I'll get a. I literally you see like I'll get applause breaks after my Trump mm -hmm. jokes because the yeah. way I do it is to make people. I'm not saying Trump sucks. He's a dick. This and that. I'm right. just pointing out some of the funny things and the absurdities of the situation. But on the comment cards, they write internment camp. But that's they still laugh during the joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. When they say that's that's my they nickname. During, they clap during the setup. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They're like yeah. <laughs> But I think I think that 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 comes from a point of view that you know, and I just I listed off Marin and, and Burr and those guys. That's white guys bitching mm -hmm. about Trump, you know. So and yeah. nothing against Mark or Bill, especially Bill. He's my boss here on all things comedy. So, it's, but you know what I mean. It's a, how often yeah. do you get to in a, in a very white male dominated profession? Mm -hmm. How often do you get to see? a Pakistani comic on this, unless you're, you know, on the axis of evil tour or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with Mastro Brani, but right. Amir K has got his nose up his Damn. ass. So you're not gonna, <laughs> <laughs> I like Amir. Why did I say that? Damn, dude. Shots fired. Shots dude. fired. Oh man. Yeah. I think that's what the difference is. I make it like, I'm not making my commentary like this is how the world should be and this is why the world sucks. Right. I make it personal. Like this is some Absolutely. stuff. This is some stuff that I've been thinking about. You know, this yeah. is something that happened to me. This and is I think why my life sucks. This guys. is why. I'm, yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 But I keep it glass half full. I yeah. think that's, yeah. that's the main takeaways. People right. don't want to hear your doomsday shit. Yeah. Yeah. He's a po you're a positive, you know, upbeat guy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. well, I know it's funny when you said that uh, the college said it looked like you just wanted to get out of here. I'm like I. I remember seeing Ferez, and I'm like, that dude's having fun. Like every time I see you on stage, I'm like, that dude, that dude is definitely having fun. But then I found out you had what was it, diarrhea? I don't know if you mentioned yeah, that. Yeah, 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 diarrhea. Always <laughs> diarrhea. Always suffering. From, he's always uh, having fun, except when he has a diarrhea. Right, right. One then I'm where's having the, where's the glass half full? fun. Where's the glass half full on that? It's, the, <laughs> it's been dumped down. All right. <laughs> so why are you having such a good year, Sammy? Um. I think a part of it's just maturity. Yeah. You know, I'm 33. I've uh, been in this life for long enough to know how to figure things out a little bit more. Really? I think that's part of it. All right. Part of it's also just career. I'm in a place where I'm like, I'm happy. I'm like, I'm not too busy. Uh -huh. I was very busy like the last few years and it took away for a lot of my, from my happiness. Sure. And then I went through a period, well, in the beginning and then also like more recently last year where I was like having financial issues. Mm -hmm. I was, I ran out of the colleges and now I'm back where I have money to do all the things I want. Like it's hard to go from rich to poor, but it's great going from poor to having enough money. Right, it just feels amazing. Yeah. So all like the basic things in my life are taken care of, and then um, I guess there there might even be something about everybody else stressing out and having such a shitty life. Yet because I'm feeling fine with who I am, mm -hmm. I feel like it makes life even better. <laughs> just because yeah. I know relative to others, I'm somehow doing better, yeah. which is just a perk in itself. Yeah. You know. There's a word for that in like German or something else. Is there? Yeah, it's like the Third Reich. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the happiness you feel just because of someone else is in a shittier Sch time. Oh, wow. I always say it wrong, but Schadenfreude. Yes. That's yes. Really? Which I almost wow. named that show this. Yeah. I almost named this show Schadenfreude. Dude, I'm Schadenfreude. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah, yeah. Because it's just fucking it's crazy. Dude. It's people laughing, at, it's people yeah. laughing at the, the misery comics. Schad Schadenfreude? Schadenfreude. I know I'm saying that wrong. Dude, I'm I have just, my, that's my new mantra. I have my elastic in my braces so I'm yeah. lisping more than I this usually do. Wow. That's awesome. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. How long have you had those braces for? Uh, a little over a year. Really? I didn't notice them at the at the gym. Oh, it was dark. Oh, okay. We were in the workout room. You just decided? You're like, fuck this. I'm about to have straight, sexy-ass teeth. Hey, listen, you're never too old for a winning smile. It's true. <laughs> no, it's true. I just my teeth had gotten uh, really... Just I never had my wisdom teeth pulled. Yeah, yeah. And so everything just yeah, everything just yeah. pushed it, and then yeah. it got really bad. And the, and then I saw myself, and I it's way too in detail for anybody, I'm sure. But like one of my tooth, one of my teeth was set so far back, and I saw myself on camera, and all I saw was a black hole in my face. <laughs> Granted, nobody noticed it but me. Right, right. So yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. 
Let's get these taken care of, yeah. buddy. So. When you were first getting it, was any part of you like, fuck, I'm going to perform with braces on? Or were you like feeling insecure and like self-conscious about uh, it? I wasn't like, insecure. I, I thought about it for a long time. I'm married. I got a kid. I'm good. Yeah, but uh, well, I was like, you know what I did? I, I wrote a bunch of jokes uh-huh. about it. And then I realized that nobody can tell I have braces when I'm on stage because Ye- you're so far up in the shadows and everything. So people are like, what? Yeah. Yes. And then I have to stop and smile. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, well, I just, I'll have these in my back pocket in case I need them for like radio or something, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. But I did rain the front row and spit for like the first month. <laughs> just trying to get you. <laughs> trying to learn myself, how to talk. You guys done Irvine Improv, right? I found yeah, myself yeah. going halfway back the stage just because so, it was projectiling. And yeah. when the light hits spit, <laughs> like every, it's like a falling star. Everybody in the audience just can see it. it. And then you just hear people. You would have had, you would have had really interesting reviews from the, <laughs> from the shows he was funny but he just just kept spitting on us <laughs> all right so what's what's up what's up what's next for you guys oh um well, I just, oh, hold on before I answer that I want to ask one question uh, we ask this question every once in a while on the show have you ever had anything thrown at you on stage oh yeah oh two shoes two, two shoes yeah same guy <laughs> <laughs> well, really? How did that happen? This was in 2011. It was. Uh, oh, he remembers the day. In an Irish, well, it was the year of my time. <laughs> it was March 24th, but it was uh, it was 2011, and um, uh, this was at an open mic at an Irish bar in San Fran. Okay, late Sunday night. I'm on there doing. Yeah, I'm up there doing material. The room is already a little rowdy, mm-hmm. a little dysfunctional. This is near the end of the the mic. And uh, I say something. I don't remember what I say. I don't think it was offensive, but the, somehow just a shoe flies. It looked just like yours, Chuck they're, Taylor's. Yeah, they're 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 if not Chuck Taylor's, they were very similar. Sure. So and they were very old. So like it was yeah, like these. What color they were? Yeah. <laughs> so one, a shoe comes flying at me, and I'm like, whoa, what was that? And then you know, I see it. I see the guy with one shoe, <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, it's him. <laughs> and as he's a drunk uh, Irish guy, he has an accent and everything. Right. And, and you know, he's just like, "Fuck you, man! Fuck you!" And I don't know why. Yeah. So then I just start going off. I just do some riffing on mm-hmm. on uh, you know because I was talking about being Lebanese. You uh-huh. know, it was just like uh-huh. I, so I started. You know, I was like Irish car bomb. We bombed. You know, just like stupid <laughs> yeah, fucking yeah. hacky race shit. And then it makes him even more mad. So then he throws another shoe. <laughs> this time I ducked. <laughs> and then I held up both of his shoes. I'm like, "Good luck walking home, mother." <laughs> did you get his shoes back? Or did you? I gave him back. I gave him back eventually. Really? I made, I made him come up and give me a hug. Mailed him. Oh, you made yeah. him come and give you a hug? Yeah, yeah. Aww. Was he like sorry afterwards? Like he was just playing around, just or was he like angry? Idiot. I mean, I went. I I came back to this bar a year later to do a mic, and mm-hmm. I got punched in the stomach. Like it was not <laughs> this. Not, this place itself had issues. Why are we like, talking about me. how great your life? Let's talk about 2011. <laughs> 2000, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Wait, but how did you get punched in the stomach? And you didn't mention this last time you were on. I didn't. I, w- I would have thought I, I would have. I would have think I would have remembered that. This was when I was doing a thousand days in a row and oh, I needed a place to perform because right. Punchline, they, they didn't put me on that night. So okay. I, I fled over to this bar and we asked the uh, the DJ who ran karaoke, like, hey, can I just get on stage and do five minutes? So I get on, I do five minutes and people are like, fuck you, get off the stage. <laughs> but I do my five minutes and then like this one guy, he was kind of like laughing the whole time. Uh-huh. He came up to me. And he, and he puts his fist out for the fist bump, and then he turns around and walks back. And I was like, oh, nice, cold move. I do one more joke to finish off. And then he comes back. He does it again. But this time, he punches me in the stomach. Oh. And then he grabs the mic and throws it on the ground. <laughs> but I had already finished my set. <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. That guy yeah. does not like comedy. Yeah. Wow. But uh, I don't go back to that place anymore. <laughs> yeah, officially so go graduated. Back, go get do your hat trick. Maybe something will beat <laughs> yeah. you over the face with a baseball bat. Those guns. See who see who's going to be throwing. That's punches. why I work out. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad nothing like that's ever happened to me because I would end up in prison for what I would do to that guy. <laughs> I would. Oh my god! Punch me in for doing. Well, fuck! You're doing stand up at karaoke, so maybe you. Yeah, that. I mean, I kind of infringed on their territory. I think that might be part of it. I'd be like, all right, I'm kind of an asshole right now. I'm trying to make my record. Yeah, like I understood. Ruin everybody's night in this bar right but he was technically my only fan that night yeah <laughs> he was the only one who was live everybody else was saying fuck you the whole time <laughs> so part of you had like so a love part of you was like yeah dude I mean, what, i'll take the hit uh have you had anything thrown at you on stage just a lot of pussy dog yeah we're an hour and a half in stupid <laughs> joke um yeah no i don't uh <laughs> i don't think i've ever had anything thrown at me on stage no, 
I've never dealt with really intense heckles. Just like people, a couple of times, people yelling really mean stuff here and there. But even those are few and far apart. Right. I've done all right. Like what's mean? One time, I, the worst of the worst heckle I ever had was at this bar, <laughs> and I have a video on YouTube actually of another time I was heckled at this same bar, uh-huh. and. Uh, it, and that video made it to the front page of Reddit, actually. This guy was a heckling me, and we just got into it. But another time I was at that bar to promote the comedy night, and it was a rock night, because it was okay. primarily a rock club. Sure. Tiny little dive bar in San Diego. I was going to say, I must say San Diego. Yeah, San Diego. And so they say, they grab a couple of the comics that generally do well, and they're like, hey, would you guys want to come on this night and promote it in between the bands? So they know we do comedy here, so the comedy night is better. I was like, totally. That sounds cool. Right. Show up. It's fucking like death. <laughs> Metal, like angry, death metal like like hick death. Like so, like the guy who's up when I'm about to go up next. He's literally dressed like Che Guevara uh-huh. or no Fidel Castro. He's okay. got the beard and he's got like it's a whole thing. And his, it's that kind of music where the the bass the, the, the guitar's like it's like that kind of shit, right? And everybody's just fucking a maniac, right? Right. Just everyone looks like a Sith Lord, you know, in the place. <laughs> and then. They're they're setting off, and the other band is setting up, and the other band all have on Confederate flags, mm. uh, jean jackets, Whoa, uh, slick back hair, whatever that rockabilly kind of look is, sure, but sure. like very Confederate-y, racist-y kind of vibe. Right. And then I go up to do these jokes, and it's just going horrible. And then, um, and like two minutes in, this guy who it's a small club must be like eight feet in front of me. He's like, "What the fuck is this faggot doing? Somebody get him off the fucking stage!" <laughs> and I don't know what he's on, but he's looking right. like gacked out, you yeah. know. And I just look at him and I'm just like, "Holy shit, you hate me, don't you?" And then he, even he, was kind of like, "Oh, I didn't know you could hear me." And he was like, "No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just kidding, man. Do your thing." And then the 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 the, the, the guitarist or singer grabs the mic from me and goes, "Hey, give him a shot, man. I know this guy's got a gay ass face. He could suck the dick out of a blah blah blah. He makes some gay ass <laughs> joke, right?" He's like, he's like I, "I seen him suck. A, I seen him suck a dick out of a garden hose, whatever the saying." is fuck this bag and he gives me back the mic and I'm just like what is happening right now it was like a blitzkrieg of uh, heckles going on all around me I finished what I was supposed to do 10 minutes I, I crushed 10 minutes of material into three and a half sure. and I just got the fuck out of there and I was like well well, that was, I'm glad I brought friends to watch <laughs> that was the, the worst thing that's but, where you go hey I'm promoting geez. comedy night on Saturday and I don't want any of you to come yeah <laughs> none of you are invited oh that's awesome wow. alright so now what's next for you guys um, I just finished shooting a movie in Georgia. So, oh, so that was oh, that's cool. why you're in Georgia. Yeah, I was in Georgia awesome. for the last like two weeks. Uh, it's called Hollywood Dirt. So that's going to be coming out in like September, October. It's an indie movie, so hopefully it's cool. Cool. Um, it's funny thing about doing a movie is like you do your best and you, you have fun doing it, but at the end you're just like I have no idea how this is going to look. Right. Well, I hope I hope I hope my acting was good. Right. You, know? <laughs> but, you know what I hated the first movie I did? I didn't. Like, I delivered my line, and I'm like, why is nobody laughing? <laughs> you know? like we have to be quiet. I was so used to it. I'm like, yeah, yeah. What happened? What, what? Yeah, did nobody think that was funny? And the director's like, um, right, it's cool. Yeah, and then other than that, uh, in terms of live stuff, I'll be at the Pittsburgh Improv May 4th weekend, if anybody I don't think I've ever been to that improv. Really? Yeah. Pittsburgh's a fun town. Yeah? I really enjoy going to Pittsburgh, and I have a good little following out there, and everybody's okay. super sweet and keeps in touch. Um and uh, the club can be, sometimes the crowd can be a little rough overall because yeah. it's an interesting kind of a tough town, you know, a little more less open in certain ways and sure. their laughs. But I always have fun there. All right. Is um, it like a regular 300 or is it like one of the bigger ones? That's uh, a regular 300, okay. I'd say. Cool. Yeah, it's a regular 300. So that's going down May 4th. And um, other than that, podcast. Yeah, what's the podcast? My podcast is called that? Infodels. Okay. Info, D-E-L-S. Mm-hmm. Infodels podcast. So we're just keeping moving with that. We've got a new co-host on that. Thomas Dale is my co-host on that right. too. So it's been really fun. Okay, awesome. About all kinds Where of can stuff. we find that? iTunes? iTunes, Stitcher, okay. all that stuff. Excellent. Sammy? Uh, when is, what date, what's the day today? When is this, uh, uh, this, we're being released? This is either, what's the date? Hold on. This is, oh, this is going up this Sunday. Because I had okay. to push yesterday's back. Yeah, so it'll go up the 9th. What's today? Thursday? The 9th. Cool. So, yeah, today's the 9th. Yeah. Um, I'll be in <laughs> Chicago tonight. Oh, really? At the Comedy Bar. Oh, awesome. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I'll be, you know, I'll be around in L.A. I'll yeah. be uh, headlining the warehouse in Marina Del Rey on April 20th. 420, That's- come out. Woo! That's right over there. Yeah. Where, where, what is the warehouse? I don't know that. The warehouse is, uh, it's a fish restaurant, a seafood restaurant, okay. and they do comedy there. Is it What's Your Faces? Christie's shows? It's LG Ross. Oh, okay. 
Um, so I'll be there, and you know I'll be around. I'll be in Rooster Teeth Feathers in the Bay Area, sure. the Bay Area fan base, June first uh, through fourth. Awesome. And wait, uh, where else in Chicago? I have a lot of Chicago listeners. I will be. I be will be in Chicago. Or? I mean, I was in Chicago the last two nights, oh, and tonight's okay. my last uh, night in Chicago. Was it? was it good? It was great. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, I did the comedy bar, <laughs> and uh, hopefully I did a late spot at the Laugh Factory last night. I'm not really sure if okay. that happened. <laughs> yeah, still waiting to hear back from a couple days ago, but uh, it's great. I love Chicago. I love, love coming out here, and uh, yeah, you know, other than that, you know, I'll be around. All right. You need me? I'll be around. <laughs> okay, cool. I'll be there. You hear that? Yeah. If you need Sammy, he'll be around. Yeah. That's that's supportive. And yes, sir. Oh, one other thing. Yeah, I, I have a monthly show at the Comedy Store, the political show I talked about. So oh, right. our next one's April 13th at 8 p.m. It's called Party on the Left. Okay. Uh, it's a conservative uh, show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is, it, is, it, is it sketches, stand-up? It's both? like the Daily Show meets Chelsea Lately. Okay. So we have, like, I bring in a big-ass TV screen, and we uh-huh. have slides corresponding with rounding up, like, five news stories that sure. happened in the last month. And then we have comics on in between different types of segments that uh-huh. we have to talk about different stuff that's going on in the socio-political That sounds age. like a lot of work. It's a tremendous amount of work. <laughs> but it's what I'm most passionate about right. is that type of comedy so if you want to hear some political comedy that isn't just the same redundant dark shit you've been hearing and it yeah, actually yeah. is fun you want to get drunk with us come check it out it's a really fun and show. that's with helen right yeah with me and helen, helen hong who's been on npr's wait wait don't tell me a bunch sure. of times and done some stuff on cnn recently she's doing awesome shit also. my listeners know helen she's been on the show several times oh, fantastic excellent all right guys thank you so much i'm going to i'm not going to do any announcements i'm going to pre-record them so you heard them earlier before this show started when I was in Chicago yesterday. All right. <laughs> Does that make sense? So I'm recording yeah, that afterwards, yeah. and then I'm going to... So you guys had already heard it. You guys know what I'm talking... We don't know what I'm talking about, but you guys who are listening know what I'm talking about. I like to confuse my listeners before. I don't before think anybody knows what you're... I don't think you know what you're talking I about. I don't know. I think I just... <laughs> Anybody else taste hair? <laughs> Having a stroke. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, listen, uh, Sammy, uh, for us... Faraz. Faraz, right? Faraz. Faraz. All right, I got it right <laughs> up. There right? you go. Faraz. Yeah, you corrected it. It was All good. Right. It was good. We made, we made progress. All right, cool. Uh, I want to thank you guys for coming. Um, Sam, I know you had a little bit of a drive, so thanks. I appreciate it. Always appreciate that. And uh, come see these guys when they come to your town. They're very funny. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. You want to know about life on the road? It's Sue's Tacos, Angry Dwarfs, Strippers Waving Guns, and Fees, Fights, Cancel Flights, Running with the Runs, and Blacklists, Bounce Checks, Great a Bachelorette, Trunks in the Front, Making Out for Your Set, and Middle Acts Doing Blow More, Missing Merch, and Drive the Rental Car Past Another Mega Church, and Juice Keys, Vagina Fist, Your Cell Phone is Gone, One Big Law and Order Marathon.